Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. I'm going to introduce you to Phil, who's speaking to us this morning. So we'll just come and pray for you, Phil. Social distance prayer. (laughs) Lord, we just pray for Phil that you will speak through him this morning. Holy Spirit, rest on him. Speak to us. Be with him today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for that, Neil. Um, Hard to remember all this social distancing when you're back in normal, what for us is normal church, in a normal room um, with still only a few people in it, though, unfortunately. Okay, well, this morning, uh, I've had a wrestle this week, if I'm honest, um, between preaching, uh, between probably three or four different talks, and um, I was almost at the point where, actually, I was going to not bother and just get Hannah to come up and finish off what she already started. Um, It was encouraging, it was so good, and uh, so this morning, I just trust that you will also be lifted up and encouraged as I just share from God's Word. So the thing that has been living with me um, for some weeks now, and I, I've been going through Acts, uh, the book of Acts, and the Acts of the Apostles, and I got stuck, really, in chapter 3 and 4, just looking at how the early church responded in such difficult circumstances. This was a whole new time for them. In that time, they, uh, the Holy Spirit had been poured out, and everything changed. Jesus had gone to heaven, and they were left with uh, the, the commission to go and preach the gospel right across to the ends of the earth, and what that looked like, and how that would be, and how the religious establishment would uh, receive that was very difficult, and they, in fact, they didn't receive it. Now, I heard someone say that religion is man's pursuit of God, although I think most of us would say that religion seems to be just a lot of rules and regulations, and uh, they're put in place to try and make us acceptable to God. Unfortunately, they all fail, because we can't meet those rules and regulations. We can't meet the demands of law, uh, certainly the law of God we couldn't, and so we would fail anyway, so they make us feel worse than what we were when we started. But he says that Jesus came, and he took it upon himself all that was needed to make us acceptable to God. He bore it all upon himself. He took our place. He gave up his life and took upon himself all our sin, all our shame, all our guilt, that we could be free and to lift the burden of rules and regulations off us. So I want to just look at that story from Acts chapter 3. And it's a story about a lame man begging at the temple gate, the gate called Beautiful. And at that gate, he would sit every day, and he'd been lame from birth, and he was taken there, and he was laid at the gate where he would beg. And I'm sure there's many people would have seen, even maybe Jesus would have walked past at some point, but never actually uh, prayed and healed this man. But this particular day, Peter and John, it says in Acts Uh, 3 verse 4, Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them only, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, 
but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. And he jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk, then walking, leaping, and praising God. He went into the temple with them and told everybody in the temple. They could all see this man who they'd seen day after day, lame outside the temple court, suddenly was now walking. And not just walking, but actually had strength in his legs. And if you think somebody hadn't walked all their life, they'd have no muscle. They'd have no ability to walk. Even if they could move their leg, they'd have no ability to actually put weight on them and stand and walk. But in this case, it was a wholeness, a complete full healing that uh, was done to this man. The thing that I want to bring out of this is that Peter saw the opportunity and shared the good news of the kingdom. Now, we may always think that actually to share the good news of the kingdom, it means we have to tell the story of Jesus. We have to tell about his saving grace. And yes, that's true in a sense. We should do that. But actually, there was a demonstration of the kingdom. There was a demonstration of the love of the Father. There was a demonstration of the goodness of the Father in a man being healed. And Peter, as he took this opportunity, I think we're living in a time, certainly I think in my lifetime, when we have more opportunity for the gospel than we've ever had. Just through live streaming, just through the need around us that we can meet. The fact that uh, people are struggling and have found this time very difficult. We have an answer. We have an encouragement, as Hannah brought this morning. We can bring that same encouragement to others, that we can encourage them to look to Jesus. You're struggling this time. You'll find it hard. You're feeling weight of the pressure of the time we've been in. You can look to Jesus for help, and he'll come to you and draw near to you. We need to be, as Christians, we need to be opportunists with the gospel. Take every opportunity. The Bible encourages us to do that. Take every opportunity to share the good news of Jesus, whether that be in sharing a word, whether that's an act of, act of kindness, whether that is uh, praying for the sick, whether that is praying for needs of others and meeting those needs. We need to be those opportunists. But as we move on in the story, and it goes over into chapter 4, and we find that the religious leaders confronted Peter and John, and they arrested them for what they did and how they preached, because it did not line up with the understanding of the religious leaders of the day. They didn't get Jesus. In fact, they're the ones that put him on the cross. They're the ones that rejected Jesus because they didn't understand and they didn't know and actually the power and authority that they had would be taken away by that of Jesus. And they were frightened of that. And they didn't want to lose control. And they didn't want to lose control of the people. So they commanded them to shut up and not speak in the name of Jesus. They took it away, tried to take it away, but they could not do that. No man can silence Jesus. No man can take away his power and authority, but he can take away man's. But Peter and John replying to them, after they charged them with uh, declaring the name of Jesus and performing a miracle in the name of Jesus, they said, we can't deny. They can't deny the healing. You can't deny this man was healed. This man was set free. It's right before you and all the people can see. And they were fearful of that. 
And so they commanded them, you're not to speak in the name of Jesus anymore. They said, well, who do we obey? You or God? And of course, we know the answer to that. They obeyed God, and they should obey God, and we're to obey God. You see, the kingdom of God, it says in 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. And Jesus had the words of eternal life. Peter and John carried the words of eternal life by the power of the Holy Spirit. We too, as Christians, carry the words of eternal life that people need to hear. And it's not just about talk. It's about a demonstration. And it's one of my longings and my heart's desires that we see not only talk about the gospel, we see the demonstration of the gospel. We see the kingdom breaking in, that actually we can go to somebody like a lame man and in the name of Jesus get up and walk. And somehow we've lost something of that that the early church had that I think God wants the church to regain and grasp hold of and begin to live again in a time when actually the gospel is not just about a story from over 2,000 years. It's actually here and now the good news that sets people free from their sickness and their hurt and their pain and their sin and their shame. Because there's power in the name of Jesus to forgive you of all sin. If you don't know Jesus, and you're listening into this this morning, there's power in Jesus' name to forgive you your sin, to bring freedom to you from guilt and shame. There's power to heal your sick body, your mind, your soul. To release those who've been oppressed and are captive maybe to habits or you're oppressed by depression and anxiety. Jesus came to set you free. And even if you're a Christian and you're living in some of that, then you're not living in the fullness of the life that Jesus intended for you. And God wants to set you free too. And right now, I'm just going to pray for you. If you're in that position right now, if you're suffering any of those things, I want to pray for you right now. So Holy Spirit, I pray right now, wherever there's hurt and pain, wherever there's huge anxiety, fear, where there's habitual things that people do and they just can't break the cycle, Holy Spirit, I pray right now, Right now, Holy Spirit, by your presence, will you meet them? Would you come into their room right now, the place where they are, the place where they're listening, and I pray, Holy Spirit, will you touch them right now? Would you bring comfort? Would you bring peace? Would you bring hope? And would you bring your release? Holy Spirit, I pray right now, break in in Jesus' name. Touch lives right now in Jesus' name. Wherever they are, whatever part of the world, whatever room, whatever place they are in that room, I pray, Holy Spirit, draw near to them right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I just, this, there's someone listening in who you've, you're afar off. You've, you've known God. You've walked with God. You've known him but you're far off right now and all these things have actually you had in the past before you became a Christian and when you became a Christian they went and actually when you've drifted away they've all come back and actually maybe even worse than what they were before some of these things and God would say you need to come back your place of hope 
your place of release is back with me. So draw near to me again. Draw near, come close, come find me again. Because I'm pursuing you. So if you don't know Jesus, and you're listening in today, you're watching this maybe even after Sunday morning, you're tuning in. It's not about choosing which religion should I follow, which one is true, which one's going to help me, which one's going to give me peace. It's not about which rules and regulations have I got to conform to to find that. It's about having a relationship with Jesus. It's about him coming to you and revealing himself to you and you invite him as you welcome him, as you reach out to him he will come to you he's promised to give us life and give us life to the full not to come and bind us up with all these rules and regulations but actually to free us and if you want to find out more as you've already seen if you've been watching seen two alpha videos i want to invite you to come on alpha I want to invite you to come and find out more about Jesus. I want you to come, I invite you to come and find out more about this life that Jesus is offering. I want to invite you to come and see that there's true life found in Jesus and released from all the past that's caused you hurt and pain. When Peter and John are addressing the religious leaders, this is what they say to them. In Acts 4, verse 12, there is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which men must be saved. So when there's an argument that all religions lead to God, the Bible teaches that it's only Jesus. That Jesus said of himself, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And it's coming to Jesus that you can be saved. It's coming to Jesus that you'll find truth. It's coming to Jesus that you'll find the release that you need and you're looking for and you're longing for. Jesus is the answer for whatever circumstance and situation, whatever feeling, whatever hurt, whatever pain, he's the, always the answer and the only answer who will truly set you free. So I invite you to come to Jesus. And I want to say to us as Christians, we know the truth. We've experienced the joy of coming to know Jesus. We've experienced this life that he's given us. We know that we're free from sin. We know that there's now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. We know it may be in our heads, but not necessarily always living it out in our lives. And God says to you, I want you to come again. And I want you to know I've set you free from the power of sin. The power of sin was broken upon the cross. And I want to say to you, come again and find Jesus afresh. Find him to be enough for you. Find him, no matter what your situation, no matter what's going on in life, he's the answer to it. And he's your sufficiency. So find Jesus again. Come and draw near again. I also want to challenge us. We've got days of opportunity, as I've already said. We've got days of opportunity like we've never had. And I found that I've had more opportunity to share in this time with colleagues and people I've met than I've ever had in my lifetime, perhaps. 
Even when I've been on the streets and we've shared the gospel on the streets, we've done events on the streets, so it's given us, created the context by which we can connect with people. I've had more perhaps than I've even had on the streets at any one particular time. So I want to challenge us to make the most of every opportunity. To seize the moment that we get and not to shrink back, not to hold back, but actually to be bold and courageous and step in. And we can pray for that sick person. We can pray for a blessing. We can do the things of the kingdom that this demonstrate the goodness of God coming into somebody's life, touching them. And the consequence of that are not our responsibility, they're God's. He's God alone and he's responsible for whatever he's given us to do. He takes responsibility for it. But we have to step out. And I want to encourage you. Acts 4, verse 4, it says, But many who heard the message believed, so that the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. You see, they had to hear it to believe. And it says many heard the message and believed, but how are they going to believe if they don't hear? And who are they going to hear it from if it's not you or me? How else are they going to hear the words? So I want to encourage us to make the most of the opportunity that we have today. The most of of the opportunity you're going to have tomorrow when you're back in the workplace or with your neighbour or down the shops, wherever it might be, that you have an opportunity to share something of the goodness of Jesus, the Jesus that you know, that has shown you his goodness and kindness. I want to just finish with this. Peter and John get released and they're free, but told not to proclaim the name of Jesus or do anything in the name of Jesus. But that ain't going to stop them. And they go back to the believers, and they told them all that's happened. And they get together, and they begin to pray together. And it's the kind of prayer I think God loves to answer. I think the kind of prayer that maybe should be quite central to our own lives. And it says this, having kind of expressed their feelings about the situation to God. They come to this in verse 29. It says, And now, O Lord, hear their their threats, and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After this prayer, it says, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. There was a consequence to that prayer. There was a consequence to crying out to God that the Holy Spirit was poured out afresh again. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And the whole place shook because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the Word of God boldly. Is that not the kind of consequence we'd love to see? Is that not the kind of consequence that we want to happen in our day? That people hear the good news that sick bodies are healed and people are set free. I want to encourage us to pray that kind of prayer. Even each day, pray for that kind of boldness. As you go to your workplace, as you go about your business, your daily business, pray that kind of prayer. Lord, today, give me great boldness to share you. Let's pray this way. Let's take the opportunity we have and let's see what God will do. 
I think we're in a day when God will do some new things, some fresh things. So I want to encourage us today. Let's pray even now for the Holy Spirit to be with us. Let's pray and receive right now that the Holy Spirit will give us boldness and courage. Because you might want to hear the word. But Jesus said, better are the doers of the word than just the hearers. So let's just come before God together. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're the one that comes and equips us with boldness and courage. And so, Heavenly Father, we pray right now, would you pour out your Holy Spirit upon us afresh? Would you give us fresh courage and boldness to share the good news that we've been given? To share a goodness that we've freely received. You said freely give. And so, Heavenly Father, would you help us to give freely of what we've received? You help us to be those that step out and share this great story of Jesus, this good news that Jesus saves, this good news that Jesus heals, this good news that Jesus sets free captives. Come and help us, Holy Spirit, I pray. Come and fill us afresh. Come and equip us for the days that we're in to help people to come to know you, Jesus, to be free from the hurt, the pain, the sin, the anxiety, the fears, all the stuff that crowd in on life and, 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 and push them down. Lord, I want to pray for your freedom to come through your church. So, Holy Spirit, have your way amongst us, your church, now, and release us into the things that you have planned and purposed for such a time of this. Because we are here for such a time as this. So come and help us, I pray, Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. I hope that words encourage you and strengthen you and build you up. God bless you all.